And it's the Titterpigs, the RPG podcast. Am I getting paid for this one? Welcome back. This is episode 36, or as we'd like to say, welcome to season three of Titter Pigs. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You know, I only started tracking the seasons a few episodes ago, so if they don't match up, too bad. Yeah, we don't uh, care. But yeah. It's season episode 36. Right. At least we, at least we get that, that one right most of the time, where we don't have to edit out your voice for uh, episode 15. Um, <laughs> hey, we only had to do that one time. <laughs> We won't talk about oh, that episode. Well, well. anyways, yes. Well, I mean, the big thing that we want to say to everyone is, of course, Happy New Year. We are into 2024. We are. I, I mean, recording time, it's a little late in January. That's bad on us. But, you know, as usual, life yeah. likes to keep throwing us the monkey wrenches, as always. So, yeah. you know, well, eh, it is what it is. You know, there, there's, a, there's a thing in, in uh, professional recording uh, you know, called illusion. You don't actually tell them the day you're recording on. As far as as far as the listeners know, <laughs> this this could be January first. So, or January thirty first, or January twenty first, or February twelfth. <laughs> we don't know because I think my computer clock is broken, and so is the calendar app on my phone. Oh well. Anyways, happy twenty twenty four. It's a new year. It's a it's a new day and a new age for the. Tabletop role-playing game hobby, and uh, you know we we spoke briefly, um, you know, on one of our previous episodes on games we're looking forward to. So as we roll into this year, we we open uh, up and with open arms to the possibilities of what could be coming for us. All new dumpster fires in 2024. Yes, we wasted no time. We we didn't even have time to throw away the wrapping paper from the things that we got during the holidays to where, you know, the the hobby in its usual predictable ways started off with a with a bang of a drama and uh but we'll touch on that briefly. Why why don't we before we get into like the 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 nonsense, let me just, you know, let everyone know how we're doing cuz it's been a while since we recorded. So, what what is new and what have we been up to? Wow, what's new? Um, so my, for me, my gaming mojo's back. I'm back in the books. I'm reading. I am, uh, I've been running at least one session. I'm getting ready to run another session of the walking dead universe, the quick start scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the first one. Uh, the first session I ran, I'm getting ready to run it again for a different group of people. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, mm-hmm. I just got done reading shadow dark RPG. Yep. That was a fantastic read. I'm going to actually start running the quick start scenario probably third week of February. Do it for a couple of weeks just to kind of feel out the system and get some basics. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 2024 is like maybe my year. I'm feeling kind of motivated again and I'm looking forward to this. I've got uh, in the queue, I'm, I'm looking to maybe do some Trophy Dark, some Cult, um, Cthulhu Dark. I've got a, I've got mm. a, I got some different things stacking up. So, 
Cool. Kind of running the gamut. How about you? Well, I mean, all sorts of crazy nonsense, uh, but uh, for the most part, um, let's see, what's new? Going to be jumping into a uh, GURPS version of Twilight 2000 here, uh, probably by the end of the month. Uh, looking forward to that, uh, which is re- being run by our patron, uh, uh, Patrick, and uh, excited about that. And maybe we'll talk some other day about you know why he's using GURPS and not the uh, the year zero engine that the um, Freeling one is based upon, but that's a whole other different discussion for another day. But but uh, continuing on with my old school essentials game, the something at over Ragged Hollow, the dread or the fear, I forget what it's called, but generally speaking, we'll just call it the Ragged Hollow game. Uh, enjoying that, I do feel that the, the players are still kind of, uh, still have their old school ascension, old school essential training wheels on as they're getting used to certain things about it that is totally different than the other versions of Dungeons & Dragons that they played, meaning that the the oldest version that the players have tried is 3.5. Um, so it's a bit different. Yes, yeah, there might be a little bit of a jump there because we had to pause the recording for a moment, but yes, Ragged Hollow Old School Essentials, uh, they, they are getting used to it um, as far as... Uh, their, um, you know, their transition from 5th edition or 3.5. They're enjoying it, but you can still see that there's a couple head scratchers as far as them figuring out how things work. So, but uh, no general complaints and okay, uh, it's, good. it's going good. It's it's a great, it's a great scenario. Um, it's, it's definitely leans heavy on the, uh, you know, the kind of the fairy tale folklore, uh, fae, you know, realm aspect. So it's, 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 uh, uh, it's got a sense of humor to it. So um, other than that, um, I'm hoping to be able to start recording back on my uh, YouTube channel soon um, for reasons. Yeah, for reasons. <laughs> I got <gotcha. laughs> Which Which will be revealed if you want to join the Patreon, but I'm not going to say it out loud for reasons. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, just just you know the the general you know just general stuff. Uh, Strategicon coming up, so I'm going to be running uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics and Pirate Board Glare. So I've got to prep for that in a couple weeks. And um, are and you also so we, you mentioned mm-hmm. Strategicon, and I saw something one of one of the mm-hmm. publishers that I do like some of the stuff that they do. Um, it's uh, Monkey Fun Studio. Um, yep. Are you yeah doing? I think they're going to be there if I remember correctly. Oh, good. Uh, That's um, a town called Malice and yes. Spirit of 77. Seven, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of A Town Called Malice. I backed the Kickstarter years ago. I think it's a great game. Um, mm-hmm. Are you doing, I, I think they're doing a pirate LARP. I know you're not into LARPing, but. That's them. Okay, so yes. I did see an advertisement for that too, on yeah. on the uh, Strategicon, on the unofficial Strategicon fan page. Right. Um Probably not, but okay. I may go check it out. You know, it'll be, you know. I'm, I'm only not, asking because you know I like pirate stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, I'll still go check it out. I, I can't say that I do or don't like, not like LARPing because I've never done it, but just the general sound of it doesn't really appeal to me to Fair. give it a go. But, I mean, I'd be, I mean, if it's happening and I'm not busy, I can always, I'd be more than happy to, like, you know, take a look at it and yeah, see. Okay. So, but that, yeah, but that's, okay. that sounds but to be fair, pirate LARPing sounds a lot easier than some of the other stuff. I, fireball! I would be more fireball! Yeah. Fireball! Or, or uh, I'm such a vampire and life is so hard. I, I need more blood. Uh, no, I yeah, arr, that's easier. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the grog. 
right. Um, um, so, so yeah, that's that's, that's pretty that's, much kind of it. Yeah, so that's kind of what we've been up to um, since mm-hmm. we last recorded and hung out in the studio. Um, yep. So what's our episode about tonight, Scott? Well, our, our episode is about something interesting. It's not a big, heavy topic, but it's something that uh, that we just kind of wanted to uh, broach the subject on, and that's uh, uh, tech at the table, physical tech at the physical table, not VTT stuff, but... Um, but uh, you know, uh, um, you know certain things uh, that uh, that provide the table with um, a variety of different. Um, help me out here. A variety of different. I don't, um, well, options, but also options, yeah. hindrances. So there's yes, boons and banes, pros and cons. There you go. There, there kind of runs the gamut. So that's what we're going to talk you. about tonight uh, in the main segment. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say fasten your seatbelts. It's not a super heavy topic. Um, there, there's some funny bits. Uh, Scott and I have some, (laughs) some interesting stories of things we've both experienced, uh, individually and collectively together. So, yeah. Yeah. um, And, and, and it's, and it's not complete. So, you know, by all means, after listening to it, if you have some suggestions or comments, you know, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But always remember, we say it in the main segment, but, um, we'll kind of preemptively put it here. What mm-hmm. you do at your table is what you do at your table. What we do at ours is what we do at ours. There's no right way yeah. or wrong way. So just keep that yeah. in mind as you're listening. So keep an open mind. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's it's just it's a nice light subject to yeah. start off the year. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, year, the year itself had its own heavy handed nonsense going on between the the um, the end of the golden era of era era just, uh, eras of RPGs and of course the entire meltdown within the indie RPG world in the article that came out. So we want to keep it simple. <laughs> so we decided to keep it a little on the lighter side for our first episode of 2024. Yeah. We might get a little yeah. heavier um, the next episode. Maybe we won't. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Well, we have we have some heavy topics that we, we have listed and a lot of fine suggestions from our patrons and and, uh, and listeners, which, you know, we'll, we'll talk about uh, on the next episode. But um, yeah. So, so speaking um, of patrons, um, mm-hmm. for another couple of weeks, uh, we have our for our patrons, we have our poll that's open for our next um, project, as it were. We're got, we have two options available for patrons to vote on. They are um, the troubleshooters or uh, the City of Mist starter set. One of these mm-hmm. is going to be obviously be the winner, and mm-hmm. uh, whichever one wins, we will Scott and I both own each of these. We will read it. We will do an in-depth review of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the content will be public consumption. Some of it will be patron-only consumption. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we will run it and record yep. it. And again, some will be public. Some will be patron consumption. So if you are not a patron, please consider becoming a patron. You got you still have some time to vote. And then you obviously get that additional content once we create that additional content for our patrons. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely. the 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 link will be in the description, so check that as out, always. or you can just or you can just search Titter Pigs Patreon. They, yes, yes, the, please. As far as as far as I know, right now we're the only Titter Pigs in the entire universe on the internet, so it shouldn't be hard. Yeah, because we're special. <laughs> I mean, I can't speak for the for the uh, the deep web, um, but uh, yeah, that's probably a different kind of Titter Pig. Yeah, we won't go there. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. God, this is going to be highly edited. No, we're, we're good. We, we won't go to the deep web. Um, uh, the Cthulhu, the cat, the um, protagonist of Titter Pigs podcast struck again in recording. So it's part oh, of the course. Oh, lovely, yeah, lovely. Part of the course. She muted me. Muted so it's you. It's all good. 
So well, shall we get to the main segment? Yes, let's let's go ahead and, and and swipe up and head to the next app so we can listen to that. Oh, shoot, my iPhone ran out of power. All right, listeners, we're back for tonight's main segment. Tonight, Scott and I are going to talk about hardware and tech at the gaming table. Scott. Yep. This is a crazy topic, is it not? It, it is because, you know, it's it, it's something that um, everyone uses in one way or another these days. And, of course, when it comes Ooh, to... Hold so- on. I got, no. a, I got a text message. Hold on. <laughs> Just kidding. Now that that's different. That 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 right there is is a hundred percent different. But yes, so yeah, we're we're going to talk about some of the some of the good, some of the bad, and some of, maybe even some of the ridiculous or absurd stuff that people like me, you, and our listeners use when they go to um, you know a game table to play RPGs or games. It is, and this is exclusively. In-person tech, where we're not talking about VTTs or any of that kind of stuff. This is something that you would have at your table to streamline, make things easier, make things better, make things more right. organized. Hold up. In theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in theory. Yes. And, and the reason we're not going to cover VTTs is because we, we we've had an earlier episode that covered... Uh, some VTTs, and I got a feeling we're gonna we're gonna revisit that topic in the near future. Absolutely, uh, because that 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 entire landscape continually evolves, and it it warrants another conversation, I believe, in the near future. Uh, but yeah, so we we we've kind of compiled a short list of items. I know we're gonna skip a few things that some of you may may use and whatnot. So feel free to update us because, um, you know, we we are of. How would you put 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 it? Well, we'll just say we're grognards. We'll make that. We're easy. of a certain age. Yes. So, and we're not luddites when it comes to technology, but nor do we come to the table fully geared like we stepped out of a, a, a cyberpunk railway to play games either. So that's fact. Right now, now to be fair, I have done some unique things at the table mm-hmm. uh, that we'll we'll discuss shortly, but. Um, yeah. to, to bring some tech and to use some tech to make everybody's lives easier mm-hmm. and some has gone better than others, but, um, Oh yeah. Trust me. That, yeah, that's I, a whole nother story. But so Scott common, mm-hmm. common things that either you see mm-hmm. yourself using or your players using okay, or, or just in general, when you go to the game, your buddy's game store or mm-hmm. conventions, like what, what do you see or use at the game table. Okay. Well, I think the obvious one, and this is probably the the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room, cell phones. Right. Right. Um, cell phones obviously have the capacity to do a lot of these things we're going to talk about, and this kind of will probably include a bit of a tablet talk because they generally kind of fall into the same thing. But but the wonderful thing about cell phones, when they're used properly at the gaming table, they can do all sorts of wonderful magic. Um, and everyone seems to have it uh, in one way or another. And there's no shortage of applications that you can get for your iPhone or your Android that could uh, help you at the game table. Um, you know, one of the ones that I'll bring up, and maybe you can bring up another one that, that kind of fits into this slot, is to me an obvious and easy thing for your your cell phone to have 
is a die roller or a dice roller. Oh yeah, I've got I've got one on mine. So yeah, no, and these these what this does is is not only does it allow you to you know just roll dice very easily if you need need to do something on the fly if you forget your dice, uh, but also as you know both Keith and I are well aware and I'm sure our listeners are too is there's a lot of proprietary dice out there. Um, and most of these companies either have their own application for this proprietary dice or third-party people will create them for you. And um, it's, it's, it is a wonderful way to you know, get your results when you roll your dice if you don't have your physical dice or you don't use them. Now, is that mm-hmm. something that people like to use that might be a different topic altogether but uh um. right right <laughs> now to go along with the dice though i mean we have mm-hmm. we have uh character sheets whether they're pdfs or yes. their applications like uh what is it um dd beyond right yes with their mm-hmm. embedded character sheets yes and all of that they kind of go hand, and it has a die roller built in it kind of goes hand in hand mm-hmm. um i've even seen at the table um, at my local, t- my local table, my mm-hmm. kitchen table, mm-hmm. where I've got my laptop plugged in. Yep. So kind of advancing the topic here, but I've got my laptop plugged in to a television, not mm-hmm. flat mounted on my table, but just kind of propped up on a counter. So everybody mm-hmm. can see an unfolding map as I'm, re- as I'm revealing it. Yeah. And I've got people logged in on their tablets, cell phones, and, uh, their own laptops as well. Mm-hmm. Um, into my roll 20. So I've, I've seen that as an application of mobile devices. Interesting. So, yeah, so that's kind of like a conglomerate of some, some of the other things I'm sure we'll, we'll bring up because it's, yeah, it's a hybrid of like the tech at the, t- the hardware at the table and the VTT. And I was only really using the VTT just to display the maps. You know, I told them they could roll their physical dice. They didn't have to roll inside of the VTT. I just wanted it for, to have fog of war on the maps Right. To reveal the maps, because I was actually at the time I was running um, Stonehell Dungeon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's. But as far as uh, bringing it back, just the cell phone. The cell phone itself is one of the most easiest, more mobile ways to have all of these different utilities. You know, including the very basic things. If you use spreadsheets or Word documents, things like that. A, a cell phone is something that even if you're not aware of it, I guarantee you, if you go into your app. Uh, whatever you know, app software your phone uses, you type in RPG something, you're going to have hundreds of different things at your disposal to do that. So now, I don't know if we want to get into a bit of pros and cons on these things. Um, I think it's, I, I think on the cell phone, it's worth at least yeah. you and I having a, a, a brief dialogue on it because sure. as, as a game master and as a player, mm-hmm. um, I'm guilty on both sides of this where I'll have my phone at the table. Mm-hmm. As a player, I don't typically use it unless I need like DCC funky dice and I don't have physical dice. Right. I have the, what is it, purple sorcerer die roller on here mm-hmm. and I'll use it because it has the dice. Right. As a game master, I loathe cell phones at the table as a game master yeah. because they are the an absolute distraction. Correct. No, and, and, and I... Yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I've had players sit there and play when it when they're not actively engaged in the story, for, for whatever reason, the spotlight's on somebody else. They're over there reading a book, 
not a game book, a book, or right. playing like fucking Wordle or, yeah. you know, yeah. so Bubble Witch or one of those fucking things, Farmville. Yeah, yeah. so those, that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely a, a huge negative about that. And, you know, obviously if you make that clear to your table, you know, in the beginning, yeah. usually it's not an issue, but if you are incorporating, you know, technology at the table and you have some sort of aspect for your cell phone being utilized, you don't know if your if your players are looking at their character sheet or something on their phone or they're just right. zoning out, wasting time or doing whatever and suddenly you fall into that usual uh situation of, you know, hey Billy, what? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? What, what am I going to do what? You know, or something like that. So and but so yeah, so the so the con of the cell phone, as it's probably one of the more versatile pieces of tech you can have at the table, it is also the most distracting, as you said. It's yeah. it's 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 you know, it's like it's like someone having a pack of cigarettes at the table and they're sometimes they're smoking because they're addicted to they're getting messages, they're checking other shit, they're doing stuff that right, they really exactly. be doing. And so it, it can be, you know, it, it can be a double-sided coin uh, when it when it comes to that, and amongst amongst other things. But um, one more thing I'll add to the cell phone, and is the one thing I do like about the cell phone that I personally use. I don't really use a lot of these apps, but one of the things that I like about the cell phone is if I'm at the table and I need to send someone some private information that's pertinent to the game that only like their character would know about. I can just shoot them a text message. There's no, you know, it's just boom, here you go. And yes. and we're moving on. But, you know, it, it still is one of those things where no matter what you do with it, at some point it's going to be a distraction in the game. Even that. If 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 I pick up my phone and I have to, you know, uh, hey Lisa, you know, your your character sees something that no one else does, and then everything then everything stops because I'm on my phone. Exactly. And so yeah, but um so yeah, cell phones, uh, most versatile, but probably a bane to many game masters. I know people are going to shout, I don't allow them at all on my table. That's fine. That's fine. We're not here hey, to talk about... Hey, your table, you, you know, if you have a set of rules that um, your players agree with, then great. Don't yeah. don't, allow ta- uh, don't allow tablets, don't allow cell phones, yeah. no laptops. It, yeah. it, truly old school in that, in that sense. It's paper, dice, and pencils, pens. Yeah. Miniature so, is cool. So let's move on to another thing. So we'll slide from cell phones, and I'm going to kind of pull these two together. So you mentioned laptop, and I mentioned tablet. So we'll kind of push those together because, to me, there's a distinct difference between the tablet, you know, using a tablet at the table, a laptop at the table, and a cell phone, and that is more on the Game Master side, uh, personally speaking. Yeah. Um, because the one, the wonderful thing about having a tablet or a laptop is you have that wide, wonderful world of PDFs at your disposal, which is primarily what I would use them for in a lot of others. And for anyone who's had to find something real quick in, let's just say, I don't know, the DCC core rulebook, <laughs> it, it's so much easier to at least, you know, if you know something specific about it, that you can probably find it. Rel- yeah, but Control quicker. F is your best friend on a on a PDF, right? And and again, with um, you know, with experience comes knowledge. So you're not going to hop onto a PDF of a DCC Coral book 
and put magic because nope. you're going to have, you know, 8,000 returns. But, you know, if you, if you know something specific or a specific spell or certain things like that, you know, yeah. um, it will it will give you those returns quickly or or anything else. You, 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 you it is I do. I am a book flipper. Um, but, uh, and I'm also of the old school where I will tab out certain pages, but let's, let's, let's be honest. You can't tab out everything. And at a certain point, I'm also a stickler for aesthetics and I cannot stand looking at a book with 8,000 tabs sticking out the top. Oh no, no, no I can't either. <laughs> so, I, so I, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. I, I love, I love my tablet. I got, i just bought a larger tablet. I needed to upgrade my previous like mm-hmm. eight inch tablet. So I got a nice 10 or 10 and a half, whatever it is. Samsung tablet. It's a nice upgrade. Yeah. Uh, I, I intend to use it at the table. Uh, I have my laptop mm-hmm. that I, that I will use at the table. If mm-hmm. I'm running it, it's not my primary device. It's off to the side. It's a reference device. My primary stuff is usually printouts that I'm reading from working from. Right. Um, I'm, I'm a little old fashioned in that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I prefer that I, cause I can highlight the things that I want to highlight. Uh, I won't highlight a, a physical book, but I will, if I have the PDF, I will print out the pages yeah. that I need for a module or what, or an adventure of, of some ilk. And then I will highlight and make notes and, mm-hmm. and do that. But it's still nice to have that tablet or PDF off to the side that I can, uh, do a couple things with. I can quickly reference if we take a break and I need to do a rules reference mm-hmm. or look up a spell or what have you, or tying into some some different things that you can do at the table as a game master is, and what I've done in the past is like a Bluetooth speaker. Mm-hmm. If I need to um, pipe audio, I can mm-hmm. change, you know, I can have it off to the side. I can just, you know, reach over and change my audio uh, thematically have different playlists that work with the different scenes and I can change it and I can manage my audio. Um, if I've set it up right with, with minimal effort. Yeah. Um, uh, cause it's, it's far better to do it off of a laptop than it is off of a cell phone. I've tried that before. That's a nightmare. We'll, in my we'll get, opinion we'll get that maybe a, l- a little bit later because yeah. there's i've got other things regarding audio we'll, we'll talk about and whatnot yeah, but yeah okay. it's a, uh but yeah so and of course the other pluses about having a tablet is if you have character sheets or even if you're using applications like dnd beyond yep more information's on the screen that means it's easier to read and you know you've got this at your disposal if you are you know anti-dead tree um and a lot of people are and that this is your easy solution to to you know get this information right. likewise let's also, mm-hmm. uh, let me throw this out there too yeah, let's, go ahead. let's not overlook something you and i are both getting older we uh i wear reading glasses <laughs> yes uh, you should be wearing reading glasses and you don't enough i do but yeah i don't do don't enough but you don't so do yeah. it enough and yeah. i know because you squint yeah. um and but there are plenty of people out there that have um reading disabilities, right? Vision disabilities. Yes. And they, you know, need to enlarge the screen mm-hmm. and being able to do that on a tablet, even on your phone or a yeah. laptop as a player is, is amazing. It's fantastic. Ah. Um, I find myself doing that even with my reading glasses. I find myself doing that just for comfort. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Even if it's just a character sheet, just as a player, just for comfort, it's, it's nice. It doesn't mm-hmm. hurt my eyes and strain it. And then I can focus on the game 
and the fiction and what, what I want to do and my character and yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, you know, zoom in and zoom out as your friend with, with your, mm. with your, with your tablet. And you, you did bring up another a good point of another good thing about, you know, having a tablet or e- even a cell phone for that matter in regards to technology and reading is, you know, people such as myself uh, have different severity of colorblindness. And, um, you know, I will, if I open up a book that has red printed font on a black background, it's almost like I'm just looking at a black page. Whereas if, it, if I'm reading it on my laptop, it, I just, you know, with a slight little adjustment, I, I change the, um, the aspect a little bit and boom, I can read it. Um, so it's, 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 it is a, you know, lifesaver in that because if not, then I'm, you know, um, you know, if this was the old days, uh, I would have to send someone an email going, Hey, what, what does this shit say? Uh, can yeah. you, e- can you email me a paragraph? Cause I can't read this. Um, so, but yeah, so, and then, so, and the other good thing about the laptops and the tablets, I'll throw this out is, um, visual aspects of your game. You, you mentioned handouts. I'm a big handout, uh, print person. Uh, but every once in a while, you know, you don't want to waste some ink on maybe just a little bit of image or something. Right. And you can just hold that tablet up and, you know, you know, this, this is the, the, uh, snowy mountaintops that you see, you know, adds a little bit to the, to the immersion, makes it a little bit easier and you're not wasting ink, um, yep. you know, printing out these full color photos. And, and as I think everyone's aware of the fact that the most expensive liquid on this fucking planet is ink. So yeah. it, it is your it is your inkjet ink yes, yes. or your toner um, yes it is bananas right and you're right I mean because a lot of times you're gonna run a scenario once maybe twice mm-hmm. right yep. um sometimes you're lucky enough to run it three or four times but that's usually it, it's run its course then and you move on to something else at least that's mm-hmm. in my case that's typically how it goes mm-hmm. and if if I'm running it at a con it's usually a one and done. And I don't want to expend the resources um, to print something I'm literally going to show for five seconds and mm-hmm. why. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so these and, you know, aside from that, you know, we don't need to go into every single bit of detail, but, you know, storage, right. you know, all these, you know, if you have a laptop, you've you got, you know, uh, you know, a numerous amount of other books and information at your fingertips. You have the you have the Internet and all these these wonderful things that. You know, in addition to all the other apps that you have, um, other things that you could have at the table with your laptop or your tablet. You've got these these world building campaign programs that you can that you have that you can sign yep. up for. Um, so it keeps management at the table a little bit easier. Uh, even if you're just doing it after the game's over, you can get it one and done, and boom, close your laptop and head on out. Um, so yes. So now cons with these things. Um, with with your laptop and your tablet, and and also I think this would kind of fall into the phone slightly, but maybe not as much. But nine times out of ten, you know, your tablet or your laptop you know, will not have built-in internet. Um, so if you're someplace that doesn't have internet available to you, if there's something that you forgot to download or you didn't sync that PDF or everything yep. you use is cloud-based. Boom! You are cut off from all that information. Whereas if you just printed it out, or had the core rulebook with you, or you had your character sheet, you know you don't have to worry about that. Um, so that's that's yeah. That's there's an issue. there's that, but also I I would I would offer 
that are equally as distracting as a cell phone um, because you can you can sit there on your tablet and zone out from the the fiction, right? The, right. the, the story being told and you're you're reading a game book or you're reading something else or you're mm-hmm. or if you do have Wi-Fi or if you actually do have a cell cell plan for your tablet because they still do those things you mm-hmm. know all of a sudden you're on social media or whatever and you know you you get lost you're playing a you know a mobile game on your tablet what, whatever it is right, right. There, there are there are ways to be distracted with even with those devices right um, and that is why you know I've I've run into a lot of game masters that are just anti-tech at the table. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to use, with the exception of dice rollers, and if you're right. going to use it as a dice roller, the thing stays out in front of you, screen up. You don't sit there and you know use hold it. it, and all of a sudden, then you're distracted, right? Yeah, there are they have some kind of table rules for it, mm-hmm. but though beyond that, though, I don't know that there's a from a GM's perspective, unless you're cut off from. Need, if you need internet service, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi service or whatever, and you're cut off from it for some reason, mm-hmm. um, there's really no other issue unless your damn battery dies. Well, that's that's another big issue because I I've you know in this I've kind had of fall- that happen. Yeah, I fault this falls into a con thing. Um, I've been in many a room yep. running running a game, and I'll I will I, at, at cons I tend to bring my tablet with me. I have it there. You just for reference, I'll have a copy of the core rule book or something specific. Right. That I'm using the game that I want to look up quickly because my sure. the, the rule book that I have is open to something else, and suddenly I look down and realize, oh shit, I forgot to charge it or something like that, and I look around the room and the nearest plug is 15 feet on the other side. Um, yeah, we've or, all been there, man. Yes. We've all been there. Um, and then and then again, and this is all technology. Of course, there may come a day where just something just goes wrong. Um, you know, your laptop doesn't turn on. Your tablet didn't, you know, your tablet, you know, is having glitch issues. You did the, the update didn't go through. And then once again, you know, this, this suddenly your access to everything that you have, since you put all your eggs in one basket, is gone. So you, you can't, we can't not consider tech issues, everyday tech right. issues, as, you know, um, it is definitely another con that, um, you know, usually 90% of the time everything works fine, but as a person who works in IT, the moment you say that, that's when your it's hard gonna, drive it's dies. It's going to crap out on you every, <laughs> right. every time. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, and again, I've seen GMs, they, they'll flip open a laptop, that's their GM screen. Or they, you know, they prop up their tablet, that's their GM screen. So, uh, but it's very rare that I see someone who exclusively just has their tablet or laptop. It's, it's I actually um, secondary device. We've had uh, my buddy Shane. We've had uh-huh. him on the show to talk about AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have witnessed him, unless he's changed the way he does business mm-hmm. uh, in person games. I have witnessed him run it off of his iPad and nothing okay. else. Right, iPad and a little notepad, and that, and literally that's all he does uh, to run his games. Okay, uh, yeah, and uh, and, and yeah. it works for him. Sure, and he lets players <laughs> at his table run with tech. Their cell phones, you yeah. know, and I know he gets frustrated from time to time, like anybody else as a game master, if their people are overly distracted with their with their devices. Mm-hmm. But that that comes down to table management, right? Uh, and that that's that com- You know, you got to have that conversation between if if it's your table, you got 
it's a collective thing, right? It's the right. social contract between everybody at the table. You got to have this understanding. Okay, cool. You guys can have tablets and cell phones. I'm good with it if you're going to use it for dice referencing or mm-hmm. dice rolling, book referencing, character sheets, character sheet, character management, whatever it is. Right. However, I want you to stay off social media or app games or whatever to keep focused. Yeah. And so we can all keep the story going and not lose time, right? Right. But right. that's that's table management. Yeah. So so we we we've talked about kind of most of the things we've talked about so far kind of deals with more of the um organizational aspect of the games, you know, or ease of use with cer- certain peripherals or whatnot, um, you know, to kind of just um, you know, keep you from hauling a giant 85-pound bag everywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But next, we'll kind of, we'll again, kind of push these two together. You brought it up earlier, and I kind of want to touch into a couple more things with it, but uh, we'll just call it audio and visual tech. Now, this one is interesting to me because this kind of falls almost into not really necessary, but it can also be a bit of a hassle depending on what you're doing with it because suddenly you're exchanging these books to bring these large technical items with you, depending on how you use it. So with the audio aspect, you brought up, you know, you having a Bluetooth speaker there. Yep. Uh, yep. And, you know, for those who have used it, they use it for anything from just, you know, ambiance music, you know, playing the Conan theme song in the background when they're getting into a fight to digital uh, props, you know, like the audio recordings for the uh, masks of uh, Nero Lahotep voiceovers and stuff like that. Right, exactly. And um, and they're great. I, I've I've used them, um, and they work wonderfully. It uh, it also saves, especially when it comes to Call of Cthulhu games. It, it kind of saves um, the the inevitable downtime that seems to always occur in a Call of Cthulhu game. Hand them the prop. And then right. like, and then here, and then suddenly the table goes quiet as they read, you know, half a novel, uh, <laughs> as they yeah, read some of these exactly. props, uh, whereas they're voice acted out and whatnot. Um, and, and, you know, then there's sound effects, which I don't know if you've used those before. I have, but in, not at physical tables, in okay. virtual games, but... okay. But trying to really do sound effects for me at at a physical table, just I try I've tried it. It just became a nightmare to manage. I would either forget to do it uh, most of the time. I would yeah. just forget to do it because it was it was just one more thing my pea brain couldn't manage. Right. Or and, and same thing with all of it. Um, you know, whether it be um, just ambiance music or or you know voiceover stuff that you're you're adding to the game. Um, I forgot to download something or I press play and there's a stutter or something happens. Right. And suddenly you're doing tech support, you know, in the middle of your game. You know, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll fix this. I'll fix this. I'll figure it out. Um, the Bluetooth. Like audio sig- loops are good. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind audio loops like a, like a music soundtrack mm-hmm. that you can play. If you're playing at a home game or in a game shop yeah. or something, Probably not at a convention because they're just too noisy. Mm-hmm. But just an audio track or a sound effects track. I've done this to like rain, right? Coming yes. down if you're um or wind through the trees or mm-hmm. wind, you know, air flowing through caverns. 
environmental sounds, I guess I should say. So yes. I've used those to good effect. Yeah. But you could play that on a, on just a rolling loop, mm-hmm. and, you know, for 20 minutes, right. as long as it the scene or scenes, <laughs> it fit those, you were good. It's the moment when you go from the rain inside and you forget yeah. to stop the rain and somebody's like, is it raining inside? Right. Uh, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> or you, or, um, or you, or you have the clanking of swords in the background because everyone's in the battle. Then you, then you suddenly realize yeah. same thing. You've, you've, mer- you, you've moved to a farm. You're like, is there fighting going out the farm? I'm like, oh, oh, that's no, no, right. that's the pitchforks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're thrashing wheat so. the wrong way. Yeah, that's it's it, again. It becomes a from the game master's perspective, it's table and game management, right. and it can be like even with a virtual game, it can be problematic. Yeah. Morphing the conversation a little bit. This is where another piece of tech ish mm-hmm. um, helps. So, like when I was doing the the laptop connected to the TV for Roll Twenty to portray the maps, right? Right. A lot of people like now have mm-hmm. custom tables built with large screen, thirty right. odd, thirty two inch, forty inch, even even bigger. Yes. Flat panel TVs either in a box on the flat up or mm-hmm. set into the table. Right. And if they're using roll 20 or some other um, VTT that through mm-hmm. that uh, you can uh, with API scripting, you can embed those triggers for the sound effects now. Right. And have yeah. been able to for quite some time, mm-hmm. um, which then, you know, makes it easier game management wise. Right. At the table, but it, there's a lot of work that goes in into setting all of that up. Right, because you're, and then suddenly you're not just you're not just a game master, but you're also an audio vis, vis, audio and visual engineer. Uh, yes, because depending on how you have it set up, you still have to pay attention to that. You know when to, you know the, you know there's there there may be built-in cues, there may not, but now that's yep. just another piece of information that you got to pay attention to. Right. In order to, you know, in order to fulfill the, your, you know, your grand immersion in, in, in your game. And I've right. seen some people pull it off and other people just kind of like. Not so much. Not so much. Yeah. So it's, um, but I think when it comes to audio, as far as tech is concerned, it's probably one of the easiest ones that you could do at a game table with little or no management. Of course, you know, you sure. need a fo- you need a phone or a tablet or a laptop or something with that on there. So it's a two two-part process. But if all you want to do is just have a little, you know, background music to kind of add a little bit of um, you know, to fill in the empty void sometimes when things go silent or just kind of, you know, just keep that uh, little tiny bit of ambiance going, it's probably the easiest thing to do. You you know, set it up Press play, boom! You don't have to worry about it again. Yeah, and you're create you're a create a Spotify playlist that works for you. Yep, and play it. Yep, get the volume right as as and I've done this as the <laughs> the game as the game starts going right and everybody's kind of volume settles in right and then you you kind of dial in the volume for your Bluetooth speaker and you just go because yep. you don't want it to be the predominant sound. You want the players to be to be the spotlight, not right. Not the soundtrack. What? <laughs> yeah. Huh? It should be the soundtrack of their life, uh, you know, as the characters are, are, are being heroes or dying as idiots. Right. Um, but it should be an underlying soundtrack to their life, not, yeah. not overtaking them. So, so 
the video part, which you, which again, you you've touched on, you know, quite uh, distinctly through this. Of course, I've done. You brought up, okay, I've hooked up a monitor or a TV to your laptop, yep. which I've done too. Uh, I I haven't done it in a environment outside of my house, but one of the Nor first. Have I. One of the, yeah, we see that's you know that's probably one of the downsides to this. But yep. so one of the first things that I did when I started getting my son involved in is I would put Fantasy Grounds on my laptop and hook it up to well, a monitor. I remember. Yeah. I remember you setting all this shit up. Yeah. And it's and it just kind of, it, it add a little bit of, we didn't use Fantasy Grounds, mind you. It was just there to move tokens around and have a map and just, you know, without having to print stuff out. And, and you know, kind of maintain focus because, you know, they were, you know, he, he and his friends were looking at the screen and we were learning stuff. And um, so it really, it really kind of made things a little bit easier. Uh, but Every time we played, I had to haul the TV downstairs or monitor, you know, hook it up on the table, hook a bunch of cables up, hook a, uh, hook the HDMI cable up to my laptop, make sure everything was, you know, synced and appropriate, and um, and off we ran. Just to put it all away again. Yeah, just to put it all away again. Yeah, yeah so me too. It, it, yeah, it's 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 nice to have, but then it's it's something that. You know, it's not like you're going to be hauling that to a con or no. your local game store to run stuff like that. You know, unless your game store lets you keep it there. But now, I will say, mm-hmm. I have seen pictures of people that have like, say, 32 inch flat panel monitors. Yes, they have created wooden boxes, flat, thin panel boxes for them mm-hmm. that will set on top of a table, and they also serve as like a travel box. Right. I, and I'm I, just like that is way too much for for me. <laughs> See, that's that's the thing is I've seen those they they look fantastic. I've considered it too, but it, then again, it kind of rolls into then. Oh my God, am am I packing to go on a uh, mountain excursion to the Andes now just because I'm going to go run Dungeons and Dragons at at the game store? Right. Um, you know, they're just to save you know, just to have some beautiful map, uh, on the table and whatnot. Um, and so, and again, that may be some people's thing. Some people don't, you know, they, they don't have a problem hauling all this stuff up, but hey, again, all the, you know, all the power to them. I'd rather yeah. go spend the, the 20 bucks or 25 bucks to go to Kinko's and right. print a large <laughs> format map and put some stickies all over it to cover up the map. And there, there's my fucking fog of war. Right. Right. And if, and if they don't, and if they don't have miniatures, <laughs> Uh, little colored um, glass beads work perfectly or use fine. Use your dice. Yeah. Use one of your die. You you know use one of one of your many dice right. that you have in the bag to represent right. your character, and we're good. We're off. Yeah. And I don't even do miniatures. I mean, I just don't yeah. do them. Yeah, it's it's so. it's great. And again, it's something that I've I consider time and again. And even with you go to the extreme. Now this is something that you know with the. Um, with these beautiful and wonderful, but again, you know, um, custom-made tables where, like you mentioned, they had the TV set up underneath them. Yep. Um, some look like complete hack jobs, like they just sawed a hole in it and then bolted a TV underneath it, and others look wait, wait, like... you've seen my newest project? You <laughs> motherfucker. How dare you? But, uh, but then again, that is, uh, that is strictly... You're not taking that anywhere. No, um, you know, you're not you're not going to be able to haul that anywhere. And that's a great thing to have at home. And if you had a steady group of players coming to your house all the time, 
why not? If, if, you know, go ahead and just deck out your game room with all the tech that you, that you want, surround sound speakers, mood lighting, all that wonderful stuff. But yeah, we're kind of projectors. What, I mean, yeah. whatever works for you. I had a, I had a, I knew a guy that he wouldn't do it on the table. I've seen it. I've seen people do two things. I knew one mm-hmm. guy that would project just for visuals, like yeah. maps on the wall. I mean, right. obviously you can't put miniatures on the wall and all that stuff, but he would just blast it up on the wall with a projector, like a short throw type projector mm-hmm. or narrow focus, whatever it's called, right. um, up on a wall just to give his players a visual. And that's kind of what I was doing at the table with the the 32 inch TV and the laptop Yeah, was just a visual because we obviously weren't, it wasn't laying flat and we weren't putting miniatures on it. Mm-hmm. There was no intention of using miniatures. It was just visuals. Uh, and then I've seen people do uh, projectors uh, in the ceiling and then cast down onto a table. Yes, I've seen that too. And then, then it becomes a usable map if, it, if they can get it zoomed in or out properly to have the right loose scale, you know? Yeah. If, I mean, again, I've worked in IT most of my life, and I've worked in corporate IT for several years before getting independent. And for anyone out there who's had to deal with setting up or trying to fix the aspect ratio for a projection for for a projector for someone it can be a complete pain in the goddamn ass sometimes just you know because my newfound fangled thing for work is a short throw projector yeah these things literally will sit on a little table under a projector screen Mm -hmm. and they they will throw it like three foot on from in front of the screen onto the screen perfectly Mm -hmm. oh brilliant well, technology oh, yeah. marches on, you know. Yes, it does. <laughs> As we get older, it gets better. Um, so yeah. speaking of better, mm-hmm. we've we've talked about some really cool things that you can do with technology, pros mm-hmm. and cons, right? Sure, yeah. But and we've talked about even some of the silly things we've seen. But yep. what's some of the really bad things you've seen or experienced? Ah, okay. And you, I believe you were there when 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 we experienced this, and I hadn't seen it before. And I hope I never see it again. So um, we were at Gen Con. We were playing a game at a table. Um, it was one of those rooms that maybe had you know three or four tables set up in it. Uh, you know, it was a uh, at one of the hotels. It wasn't at the main convention center, I don't think. But at one specific table, a particular gentleman was running a game. And again, this is a this was a small room. This wasn't a this wasn't Lucas Oil Stadium with you know hundreds and right. hundreds of people. There was maybe, you know, six people at our table, six at his, and I think maybe one of, one of the two remaining tables had another group, and that was it. Um, no one was being loud except this particular gentleman because he had a microphone sound system set up at his table. Uh, a oh, mic- was this the Thursday night game? Probably. I don't know the exact oh, night. So yeah. so he had a microphone presentation system, which essentially meant he had a pair of headphones with a mounted microphone in front of it. He had a speaker in front of it, and he was using that to convey the game to the players at a table. And again, this was not a boardroom table. This was a round table, your typical table, no, no bigger than kind of a, you know, larger size, you know, round dinner table. It was so fucking distracting, unnecessary, and so goddamn annoying. I get it, you know, 
he was using it in case, you know, the he was in an environment that was loud, but he needs to understand, and anyone else uses these things, that doesn't fix it. Because now you're the loudest person in the room, and you're distracting everybody at yeah. the table. Because that officially makes you the asshole. Right. And, and, and it was also bad, too. You know, it was, I'm going to roll your, your dice. And, yeah, I uh, think that was the Thursday night when we were playing that, um, oh, my God. that It was like piratey type game. Yeah, we were yeah. playing that up by the windows in this room. And I can't remember if it was a table directly behind us or the one mm-hmm. across the room. Right. Um, it, uh, well, I know it was to my left, uh, for sure. Cause I, you know, we, we were, I was giving the death stare for a while. Now I forget, I think he had started his game way earlier than ours. So he eventually wrapped up. So he wasn't there for the whole time, but it was literally just like sitting down. And as soon as he started talking through those speakers, it was just, you know, everyone. Was yeah. Just that, like, I think that was what? the one on the far side of the yeah. small room. And you're right. There was only like four like eight foot round tables in there yeah. and only three were used because yeah. the game we were in, then mm-hmm. the game designer of the yeah. game that we were playing in was actually running a different game of, of their, their creation at the table directly behind us, closest to the door. And then, you know, 15 feet away, 20 yeah. feet away across the room in this yeah. kind of narrow, small room is this guy with this little PA system and whole, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a bit of tech that, Granted, I would have never thought of or even considered because you're just you're just one tier down from from talking through a megaphone. So don't do that. That's not good ta- yeah, please tech don't at the do table. That. that is not yeah, good please. tech at the table. <laughs> no. Now if you were doing don't a TED be talk. Be that person. Right. If you're doing a TED talk, fine. You know, if ever, if you're the center of attention in, in the whole room, go ahead. But if, you know, if you're in a room with other people, don't do that. That's that's yeah. that's tech you don't need. So no. Do you have anything um, outlandish like that, other than being there for that experience? No, yeah. just just as a word of caution, I would mm-hmm. before we wrap this segment up, I would just mm-hmm. tell people if you're going to be a game master at a table mm-hmm. and you're going to involve some tech, mm-hmm. make sure you're prepared to use that tech and and have a fallback plan if it doesn't work for you. Right. Um, having been a player where a game master's tech fa- has failed them. Right. And then they start fumbling and all of a sudden they're like, whoa, my shit's not working. I'm going to cancel the game. And it's like, really? You, you don't know how to run a game without a virtual map or, yeah. you know, a PDF book. I mean, you know, ha- have a plan, have a backup. Everybody has a phone. Have your module on your phone. I mean, just have a backup plan. Have a plan B. And mm-hmm. the same goes for players. If you're gonna if you're gonna run your character off of your mobile device, be it a a cell phone or a tablet, right? Have a backup of the character sheet just in case. You know, have it if you if you rely on it being like in the cloud for like D and D Beyond. Mm-hmm. I know you can download it. I don't do D and D Beyond, but I know I think you can download a local copy of it. Download a local copy. Yes. That way, in case you can't connect to the cloud, you don't have any Wi Fi or whatever the situation is, you have a local copy. You're not dead in the water. Right. I and bring a real set of dice. Fucking a. <laughs> bring dice. Yeah, virtual <laughs> die rollers are are pretty much to me only necessary in like a pinch. Right. Or 
or if you don't want to spend 50 bucks on some of the ridiculous pr- proprietary dice. Um, yeah. But uh, but yes. If you forget your dice, ha- having a dice roller app on your phone is fantastic. Right. I don't use it as my primary means to roll dice, but yeah, I'm also but- not going to reach into somebody else's dice bag and go, fiddle, 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 I'm going to take yeah. your dice. Because that yeah. that's that's rude and crass too. But. Yeah, yeah. I th- I th- I think the big thing is, like you said, do not be a hundred percent reliant on your tech, because yeah. it 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 it's not if but when it's going to fail you. It will. It just it yep. will. You know, have um, a backup plan. Yeah. From a ex- from a player's perspective and a game master's perspective. Yes. Please, please, please have a backup plan. Oh yeah. No, no. Just, just, just you know. And in my personal opinion. Keep it simple. You know, all these all these things we spoke of are great and fantastic. And yes, you could tie it all together. But try try to keep it simple because all that's gonna do is 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 increase your your prep and setup time, take down time. And, and your stress. And to be fair, I, I'm gonna be honest for you, as someone who who spent a lot of time during lockdown, you know, preparing and making digital maps and doing you know all the stress work for these games that, that we run. Most of them don't really give a shit. <laughs> so that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, you're you right, know. and and the games don't last long enough. I mean, most of the, most of the games are absolutely enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're but so few are that memorable. Where ten years down the road, you're going to remember something about that game. There are right. so few games in my for, forty years of gaming on both sides of the screen that were so memorable that I still remember like lines and quips at, from the from the game session or who were the players in that particular game or a particular game session. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to do go this over the top production, the best of luck to you. Yeah. But most people aren't going to remember a damn no. thing 3 weeks from now. No, exactly. You no one's going to remember the fact that the that you're fog- Have fun in the moment and then move on. Right. Your fog's animated. You made that that goblin fart. Yeah, it's it'll be a chuckle moment. But when I'm telling everyone how great your game was, it's going to be like it's always been. How well did you present the game? How much fun did we have? How did it turn out? And that's that's kind of it. And yeah. you're not you're not going to remember the you know the sound effects, the music, and all that stuff. They're they're, they're just there to prop you up a little bit, but just yep. don't become reliant on them. Yeah. So yeah. So. If there's any check that uh, that we forgot to mention, I'm sure there probably is because we're not, you know, we're not hip and cool and young anymore. Um, you know, let hey, us know. <laughs> I'm still under fifty, there, buddy. <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but let it, let us know. I mean, and, and we're talking exclusively about stuff that you bring to the table. You know, we don't, we're not going to go into all the different applications and all that other stuff. You know, that's we're just right. talking about stuff to that you're bringing to the table. We know your phones and your tablets have a billion different applications and whatnot. So. Sure. Um, so where where can they tell us, Scott? Like they can tell how do us. They get in touch with us. They can tell us. They can reach us by email at titterpigspod at gmail um, You can hop on to our Discord. There'll be a link for that in the description if you don't already belong. Um, and you can also reach us on the various social medias. Again, uh, without naming them all off, uh, that will be in the description. But we uh, titterpigs is primarily on Blue Sky. And also, here, here. Uh, and Twitter, 
Um, easy to find where the, hey, guess what? We're the only Tinder pigs out there. Can you believe it? Um, and you can find both me and Keith on most anything also. So, but yep. again, want to get a hold of us. Um, don't rely on my information. Go to the description and let us know. So, why don't we close this out and move on to our next segment? Let's do it. Well, that was an interesting chat. Um, I thought I think, so. Yeah, I think we covered most everything you know that that can be discussed about having tech at the table. But I'm sure we'll get some sort of feedback from uh, from our listeners. So I look forward to that. But uh, uh, so Keith, what's up next? Well, I thought we would dig back into the archives and kind of pull something out that we haven't done in a while, and that's the mailbag. Oh, uh, you get you're always getting packages. I'm always getting packages. You know, so let's yeah. let's tell listeners what we've gotten over the last couple of weeks. This, you know, this is not our stuff from Christmas, right? This is this is right. things that we've gotten in to, you know, kind of wet our whistle, as it were, and kind of excite mm-hmm. us, and or not. I mean, who knows? Got to read yeah. them first, but no, so what exactly. Well, let's see here. So, yeah, these these are semi recent. Um, as as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I've kind of stepped away from my channel for a bit for reasons. Uh, so I haven't really done many unboxings. So things have kind of stacked up. And mind you, I may go back and just, you know, do a deep dive on some of these things, but uh, they're stacking up. And I wanted to open some of these things up and see, how, you know, what they were all about. So I got a couple things in the mail. Some new, Ooh, what'd you get? some what'd you old. Get? Some new and some old. So so a couple of couple Kickstarters. Uh, one of the first ones that I got was a game called Swan Castle, uh, a multiversal RPG setting um, made for old school essentials, and it was done by uh, Leighton Connor and oh god, Bloomy Air Connor. Um, I know I've mentioned Leighton before uh, on okay. a um, either on my channel or on the podcast, but um, essentially the game is uh, a multiversal setting for use with nearly any RPG campaign. Um, this handsomely illustrated book is. An overview of the castle's history, government, and culture, descriptions of the queen and her ministers, use for tables for encounters, descriptions of the different parts of the castle, including the catacombs. So it sounds like it's a self-contained kind of, you know, uh, you know, castle Gygax or um, uh, uh, Castle Falkenstein, where everything kind of occurs within. Is it a big this book? Castle. Is it a zine? Is it? It's it's a zine. It's 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 unfortunately it's it's a delayed zine from last year. Um, but, uh, Leighton's, uh, you know, a, 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 technically a friend of a friend. Um, you know, I've, I think I've met him once briefly okay. at, uh, when we were at Gen Con, but, uh, it is one of those things where if I, if I'm a big softie about anything, if I know someone and they're good people and they have a Kickstarter, I tend to back it just because I like supporting my friends. So, sure. um, so, th- so this, it seems interesting, you know, it's seen size, it's got a lot of great artwork and the. The setting seems, you know, like like something that would fit easily into any old school essentials campaign. So, kind of looking forward of uh, doing a bit of detail in that. Uh, the other the other thing that I received is uh, Sky of Crimson Flame. It's a zero level adventure uh, for Dungeon Crawl Classics by Thorin Thompson. Um, some of the listeners may know of him, especially if they, uh, you know, if they're fans of Dungeon Crawl Classics. He's got a bit of a presence. 
uh, on the social media and also within Goodman Games itself. So this was something that uh, that he came out with. Yeah, it's it's. I'll just just briefly read it because I just literally opened it a, a few minutes ago. But uh, it takes you takes your woefully unprepared peasant adventures through a grueling night of horror. Battle, battle your way through flayed madmen, suffer the suckling bite of winged cherub headbats, journey through the stygian depths of the dreadful keep filled with secrets and macabre mayhem at every turn. It sounds like it's a DCC game. <laughs> so, That's exactly what it sounds like. Sign me but, up. Uh, but um, but it is filled with the 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 typical uh, wonderful black and white artwork within within it. Uh, you know, a, a wonderfully illustrated map. You know, there's you just, you can't go wrong. And there's there's definitely there can never be enough uh, zero level adventures. And this definitely seems like one that might be a bit of a different take than what you're used to. So it's cool. Um, and it, and it, since it was a Kickstarter, there were some other wonderful things that came with it. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I may touch on that briefly in more detail on my own channel. And then lastly, this is more for the collector side of me. Um, I was able to obtain a copy of Michael Moorcock's Hawkmoon by Chaosium. Nice. Um, I believe it was Bud who kind of turned me on to uh, this one listing. Um, he had it uh, extremely cheap. And so I jumped, jumped on that um, and uh, nabbed it as quick as I could. And I haven't gone through it yet, but it looks like it is in pristine detail i mean this the packaging isn't smashed there's no water damage the corners aren't folding up so um so yeah and for those who aren't familiar with with hawk moon do you can do your own research but uh uh this is still i know that this is still played off and on quite a bit by more of the you know the uk uh british gamers but uh right. you know, it's still still a popular game uh, widely sought after by collectors and this one like I said seems to be in pristine shape so nice uh, looking looking forward to carefully reading that so nice. so that's 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 my mailbag um, you know there's other stacks of stuff that I'll get to later but those those are a few that I just wanted to talk about and um, you know shine the spotlight on so how about you what did you get? I've gotten a few things in. I'm still doing the the pay it forward, the chain of generosity over at RPGGeek.com. And oh, yeah. I got in a couple of packages recently. Some of the highlights um, in one package was uh, Void 1680 AM. Ah, so it was yes. one of the any uh, from the last year's any Shining Stars. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a solo, they call it a playlist solo game. Mm -hmm. Um, as it says on the on the cover, a solo playlist building game by Ken Lowry. Um, mm -hmm. I have just started reading it. I am not a solo gamer, so this is a little different for me. I don't know what to make of it yet. So <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm I'm yeah. not a solo gamer. I've read I've read some solo games and I've tried some solo games, mm -hmm. and some I find interesting exercises in creative writing. Yeah, but I don't really find them as much as a a role-playing game experience, but that's just, that's Keith's take. So that, right. that might be a whole different topic to have a discussion on, but this yeah, does we, look interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I do know, I am aware from when you and I had the conversation about this game, post endies and stuff about kind of the cult following this game actually has. Yes, yes. Uh, with the re actual recordings and everything yeah. that- That could um, be broadcasted if you upload yeah. it to somewhere, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and, I get it. I, I mean, I get the social gaming thing because, you know, uh, or the solo gaming thing because you are a social butterfly. 
um, yeah, a, a, a debutante, if you must. But anyways, go eh. on. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, one yeah. of the other things I got in was Trophy Dark uh, by Jesse Ross um, through the Gauntlet and Hedge Maze Press. And mm-hmm. this just came in. I literally, st- I think I read like the first five pages last night. Now, quick question. So, I mean, there's three versions of Trophy Dark. Do you, do you have the other two? Well, it's not all Trophy Dark. There's Trophy I, well, Gold. Trophy, but yeah, Trophy. Trophy series, yeah. So yeah. I have Trophy Gold, which is uh-huh. kind of, I'm not going to call it lighthearted, but that's the more traditional dungeon-y romp, fantasy. Okay. Not right. dungeon romp, but fantasy. Right. Trophy Dark is the horror version of the game. Mm-hmm. And then there's Trophy Loom which has the green embossed cover, which I know little about. So I okay. I'm not going to speak to knowing anything about it. And I okay. don't have that one. Got it. Um, cool. I just happen to be getting the books as I get them mm-hmm. uh, and drips and drabs. But um, yeah, so this one is the one I really wanted. Uh, <laughs> I ended up with gold first and now I got dark. So, yeah. um, you know, <clears throat> it is what it is. And then mm-hmm. I got some old indies in. Um, don't rest your head, a supplement for oh. it. And then hollow point. What's Hollow so, Point? So Hollow Point is a very old, I think 2010, 2011 published indie. And right off the back, Hollow Point is a violent role-playing game for three to six players, suitable for one-shot and short campaign play. It mm-hmm. involves very little prep and expects extreme action to dominate every mission. Hollow Point comes from the brains of Brad Murray and C.W. Marshall. Um, mm. No one in the game is innocent. You're an agent, and no one ever messes with you because... you. You're not that far above the common her- uh, herd of men that sleepwalk through their lives. Uh, Interesting. You, you, you get things done, and you usually, uh, and that usually means blood or pain, or when you're feeling generous, death. Oh. So <laughs> it's an ultra-violent game, apparently. Cool. Um, <laughs> I remember it coming across my radar years ago. I, yeah. I even think I had a copy of it years ago, and mm-hmm. I never got it to the you know to read it, and it just ended up in my outbound stack either to sell or trade or pay it forward because I cycle stuff because I just I don't need to keep stuff in my on my shelves that I'm just not going to look at or ever read right and this just happened to be in a in a grouping from the pay it forward so it just kind of came with it so so why not I'll try to give it another attempt to give it a read this time I don't know sounds like fun I mean I I, you know I I'm not I'm not opposed to you know games such as that Right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it, I'd be interested. I would be most interested to see since it's a 2010 game, what kind of system it uses. So, yeah. Uh, uh let me see what the original publication date is. Probably it's own close. 20 thing? copyrights, 2011. So okay. yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's early in the indie scene. It's kind mm-hmm. of, well, kind of late in the indie scene, but yeah, early in the, I don't want, I want to say internet, modern internet. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's kind of late in the indie game space. Yeah. So, you okay. know, it's post forge and all of that stuff. Well, that, that's, that sounds like a great haul also, man. That, that's, yeah. That's, so you know. I'm, I'm excited. Now, how, how many, how many 5e games did you buy? Uh, I bought, uh, hold on, let me, um, I got to take off my shoes to count. Nope. I sure don't have to do that. Cause I didn't buy a damn one. That's, that's funny because if we actually, if this is actually a video podcast, the listeners would think you bought one of them. <laughs> no, no 5e for me. I'm oh. actually divesting my collection of 5e stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm I done with it. 5e. 
I get it. I get it. So there are better games out there to play. You you right. guys do you. I'm doing me. Yeah. No hate intended. Yeah, exactly. So, that's my mailbag. Right. Okay. Well, I think, you know, before the 5e comment, you know, drags us into uh, any more, you know, newly appropriated drama for 2024, I think this might be a good time for us to call it a day with episode 36? 36. Yeah. Well, happy 2024 to all yeah, of our wonderful welcome listeners. Welcome to the golden age of role-playing. Hey, Titterpigs fam, just a quick reminder, we do have our Patreon going on. It's patreon.com slash titterpigs. You can show your support there. We have two tiers for you, a $3 and a $6 tier. So show us some love and be part of our growing community. And speaking of our current community, I would like to give a shout out to our current Patreon members. Dr. Mitch, Jason Sheets, Bud's RPG Review, Dwayne Costa, William Payne, Lupus Malum, Salt Heart, Patrick Mullen, Dragon Girl 74, and our newest member, Crafty Matt Craft. 